Hey guys, it's Hannah. So I just wanted to say something really quickly before the episode starts. Um, some of you guys might have noticed that we are no longer with Maze and Brew on the Maze and Brew um, like little podcast feed on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Um, we decided that we are going to be our own separate podcast now, so we're no longer part of the Maze and Brew podcast. Um, there are no hard feelings there or anything. We still love Maze and Brew. They've been super, super instrumental in getting this podcast started for us. Um, I know I personally will still be writing for Maze and Brew and doing some social media stuff. Um, and of course, like Anthony, who's the team team site producer at Maze and Brew, has been so, so helpful and supportive. So there's there's no hard feelings there at all. Like definitely like stay subscribed to their podcast, listen to everything they do. It's super great. But the reason we decided to be separate and just be our own Views from Stadium Boulevard podcast is because we really wanted the opportunity to target our own audience, which we've just noticed over the several months we've had this podcast that the audience we want to target is pretty different than the audience that Maze and Brew currently has. Um, We are two college women who talk and act and um, behave like college women. I'm even hesitant to say women. Like, I don't feel like a woman. I feel like a child. But um, we don't. yeah, we we talk and act like college women, and so um, we really wanted to target that as our audience. There aren't that many sports podcasts um, that are by people who sound and behave like us, so we really, really wanted to be able to target people who want to listen to that, um, and that is a separate audience from Maze and Brew. Not that Maze and Brew wasn't super supportive, but it was just we really wanted the opportunity to very specifically target that audience, because I think that will help us grow a lot. Um, so since we are separate now, it's Views from Stadium Boulevard. It's our own podcast. It's not just one of the podcasts on Maze and Brew. Make sure you subscribe. We're on Spotify as of right now. And hopefully by the time this is up, we'll also be on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. So definitely subscribe. Don't just download the episode. Like you want to stay subscribed so that, um, you'll get a notification every time we have a new episode up. And please leave a review um, and tell your friends. It just really, really helps us out, especially because we are starting from scratch. I think we hopefully had a few listeners over at Maze and Brew, and they won't all automatically like transfer over to this new podcast. So that really helps us out. And then one last thing before we get into the episode is we really want to hear your guys' feedback because um, we are creating this podcast for the audience. We want it to be something that you can't get anywhere else. So you'll, when you listen to this upcoming episode, you'll hear we have a lot of post-game analysis after the Middle Tennessee game. Um, and we really get into depth of like what plays we thought worked, what players you should, like we were happy with and unhappy with. Um, and I thought it worked pretty well, but I really want to hear what you guys want to hear. So if you want game analysis, if you want more looking forward to the next game, if you want to hear more like college football at large or like how the Big Ten is doing or like more goofy stuff, like if you've listened to our old podcast episodes, we used to do like Tom Brady fan fictions or we'd like analyze DJ Wilson's Instagram and stuff like that. So just let us know what you want to hear and what would bring you guys the most value because um, yeah, that's what we're here for. So Uh, Make sure to go back and like binge listen to our old episodes and then let us know what you want to hear, whether that's in the reviews or you can email us, you can like Instagram message us or Facebook message us. We're super, super reachable. We're just students here like everybody else. So um, with all that being said, I'm going to go ahead and go into the episode. So thank you guys for listening. And yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Views from Stadium Boulevard. I'm Harley Johnson. And I'm Hannah Harshi. And we're back for another week of your favorite Michigan sports podcast. And this week, we're back. Well, we've been, we were back last week, actually. So, never mind. But we're back to school. Like, in, um. We're back in football season and we're back in school. Well, I think we, oh, we're back. Like, back. Yeah. Like, running back? Sure, that's you. Okay. (laughs) Um, well, how was your first week of school, Harley? Um, well, it's, like, the second day of school. So, so how was like, your second day of school <laughs> and first? Um, it's very, like, weird. I feel really old walking around and stuff, so. You know who know. else had their first day of school? You. Franz. Oh. Like, honestly, like, Shay Patterson's first day of classes was yesterday. Dylan McCaffrey, Joe Milton, Cade McNamara, True Wilson, Christian Turner, Zach Charbonnet. They all had their first day of classes yesterday. Unless some of them don't have Tuesday classes. I was like, yeah, and what if you don't have class on Tuesday? So then today's your first day. Yeah, so So happy happy first first day, day, everybody. (laughs) Because you've officially probably had a class already. Yes. Unless you're, like, 
a part-time student and probably, like, have a class late. No, you would still have a you class would, today. If you, would, if you have any classes, you're going to have at least one on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. That's a good point. Awesome. Um, now that we have that out of the way, <laughs> Michigan played Middle Tennessee State on Saturday. Yes. And we are here to unpack it. Some of us watched it. Some of us watched it later. Some of us didn't watch it. Some of us watched it later. What Harley is saying is that she was there. I was there, but, but I was wasn't she there. there. But today, I've I've seen the game. We rewatched the game at Espresso. So I did. Yeah, we we're all caught up, and I think you probably got more of it than you thought you did the first time around. No. Nope. No. Okay. She didn't catch <laughs> much of it the first time around. <laughs> I'll I'll tell you that at, when we like discuss the vibes. Well, let's discuss uh, the vibes. Like discuss the vibes. Okay, so what was your initial reaction to this first game? Like, when you were there in the stadium? I wasn't too thrilled. I was watching it. Obviously, the first play of the game was, like, just the worst thing we've ever seen in our life. Shea fumbled the ball, and then it was a turnover, and then Middle Tennessee State got a touchdown. So it was kind of like the worst-case scenario for how the game could start out. And I was never worried we would lose. Like, I didn't think, like, this is going to... Like, we're going to lose this game. But I was worried, like, shoot, this is going to be another sloppy season. Like, we got all hyped up that we're going to have this dominant offense. And um, now it's just going to be messy. And it's just going to be little moments like this where we're disappointed all throughout the season, which is kind of the trademark of Michigan football these past few years. And so throughout the game, it was kind of that similar feeling. Just we weren't going to lose. I never worried that. But I was like, this doesn't look good. It doesn't look dominant. It looks sloppy. And that's how I felt at the time. When I somehow got into the student section um, and vibed down the stairs, that, that's kind of like a feat in itself. Um, I remember very little. <laughs> um, I do remember the fumble on the first play that we had because I sat with like my arms crossed of my chest for like a good like hour after that. Mm-hmm. Like, and then I remember Tariq Black getting the first touchdown of the game for Michigan. And it, I thought that was the cutest thing in the whole wide world. I kept screaming Tariq, even though I was, like, by myself. Because <laughs> I didn't find hand yet. And I just really had to pee the whole time. <laughs> and then I found hand. And then... Which um, was a miracle. Yeah, I really don't know how I did that either. <laughs> I, so... I have a group of friends who I have in my seating group, but I wanted to watch the game with Hartley because obviously we bond over Michigan football a lot. Mm-hmm. But she kept calling me like, where are you sitting? Where are you sitting? And if you guys have been to the big house, well, if you've been to Ann Arbor on game day, you know the city of Ann Arbor does not get cell phone service on yeah. game day because it's just overloaded with people. And it's really loud too, so I could never hear what she was saying. And I kept kept texting her our section in a row. But, but I wasn't going through. Yeah, I wasn't all going I, through. All I got was the section. And I was like, doesn't it help? <laughs> I don't want to keep walking up and down the stairs <laughs> until I find you. And I eventually, was, did, yeah, I eventually. She found me nice. towards the end of the third quarter. Yes, which, but that was because I had to pee. But no, I just think it's crazy that you stayed all of the first half and all of halftime like with by yourself. I did that all the time freshman year. Like I stayed the whole game myself. That's I, I really respect that. I will never be apart from Michigan. I almost said I, basketball, but. <laughs> Oops. I would be way too scared to go to a game by myself. Oh, I no, really never. That. I, no. I got over that real quick. Because <laughs> um, I'm an out-of-stater, so <laughs> I didn't really have friends when I first got here, so. I mean, I didn't, like, meet friends because we lived in the same state, but I guess that's true. Um, I also lived in Bates. That, that is probably it. So, Bates. It's a double me. whammy. Yeah. Out-of-state and in Bates. Yeah. And that rhymes. It does. I was just like, yo. (laughs) Okay, what did you think of the student atmosphere at the game? We'll get into actual football stuff in a second. I remember the girl behind me, like, singing Mr. Brightside really badly. Um, I don't really... It was loud. I think I fell asleep at one point. You told me that. (laughs) Yeah, I did fall asleep. (laughs) So, like, I was still able to sleep. (laughs) I, I thought it was electric, even though, like, my, I myself was not, like, You were there. electric. You were very But I was, energetic. like, sleepy. Not when you got to me. You were, like... Because I took a nap. 
<laughs> you were on another level when you got to me. Everyone was like, who is making those sounds? And I was like, sorry, that's Harley. And then but you, I do that regardless. Oh, okay. I you make, were I grabbing shrink. me, Harley. You were grabbing me so much and like flailing Because I was around. probably falling over. <laughs> you were like, ah. well, you guys can't see me. This is audio. But like, <laughs> I was being pulled and pushed and I spun around. Um, I was very excited because I, like, I think I was just like, I pent up, like, all, like, the, like, two thoughts that I had or that I could, like, retain in my brain. And, like, I didn't have, like, anywhere to put them because I didn't have any friends out there. So then when I got to hand, I was just like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm sorry you had to be the brunt force. <laughs> no, I appreciated it. My friends were like, they're like, Hannah, you looked miserable the entire game. And then when Harley got there, you were, like, a new person. <laughs> because I was trying to enjoy the game, but I was just, like, this isn't what I expected out of our offense, which, like, I don't know. I guess we can get to that. Or and then I probably to- showed up and I was like, Tariq got the touchdown. Yeah, that was exactly it. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't like how this looks, but, like, at least Tariq got a touchdown. But that was sort of, like, silver lining. And then you're like, this is the best game ever. Tariq got a touchdown. And I was like, go blue. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. Thanks. You need to liven up your party and just invite me. <laughs> For real. <laughs> But not, like, I don't know. Sober Harley isn't always the most optimistic about Michigan football. I really am not, yeah. (laughs) I wasn't really that thrilled, like, even when I was, like, at the game. Like, like when I said, like, I sat there with my arms crossed, I really did for, like, a very long time. Yeah. And the few times that we tried to, like, get a safety, I, I like, didn't move my hands, like, up in the air to, like, do the, like, little formation above your head. I, like, kept them, like, across my chest because I was just so unamused. I don't know why. I think we're just, like, still mad about, like, some of the mistakes that were happening and then, like, you know, like, that, like, one-track mind that you're on. and Yeah. Yeah, so I just, like, retained them in my head even though, like, probably, like, good things were actually happening around me. But I was still just, like, wow, I'm still mad about this mistake. <laughs> well... What are your thoughts now? Because there definitely were a lot of mistakes. Um, yeah, so I watched the majority of the game last night because they finally put the full game on YouTube without, like, an audio track over it that played a jingle the whole time. <laughs> it was so annoying. I tried to watch it, and I was like, no. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was definitely reflective of a, what a first game, like, looks like. In the sense that it was sloppy, it was messy, everyone was kind of trying to, like, feeling out this new offense that we now have. And I know a lot of people were expecting this new offense to, like, come out, like, swinging right off the bat. But, like, in a sense, I it was gross to look at at some moments, but also it was just, like, a first game. Mm-hmm. So, I, if they came out, like, perfect, I would be probably just as like shocked in a sense that was i'd be like whoa how do we like build up from here if we're already like at max you know what i'm saying yeah but i also feel like coming out of the gates like as a dominant team against these like quote-unquote cupcake teams at the beginning of the year Mm -hmm. has kind of been jim harbaugh's mo like i was thinking like against this wasn't obviously at the beginning of the season, but, like, if you think... Well, okay, I'm going to back up a little bit. It seems like a lot of people are kind of equating this game to a scrimmage in that Michigan mm. didn't use this as an opportunity to show off a new offense or, like, make us all impressed by them or try to, like, run up the score. They used it as an opportunity to try all these different things out and experiment mm-hmm. with the offense and see what worked and what didn't. And they just really didn't seem to mind that people were watching. Um, obviously, like, I think that if Michigan had fallen behind and that they were worried about us losing, they probably would have reverted back to, and this is complete speculation, but I think they probably would have reverted back to a little bit more of an offense like what we had last year because we knew that could work against teams like Middle Tennessee State. Um, They just aren't going to work later on in the season, so they're adjusting now to the kind of offense that we are eventually going to need to have. It was just kind of a shock to me because I feel like in the past, Harbaugh's been such a kind of show-off at every moment that he could be a show-off. Like, if you think about the Rutgers game um, in 2016, which I know I talk about that all the time, like, we were playing Rutgers, and we beat them 79 to nothing, and there was no, like, let's put in our, like, third, fourth string. Like, there was none of that. It was kind of just, like, let's just keep showing off and getting recruits to see how good we are. Um, and if you think about, I think our first game 
my freshman year was against Hawaii, and it was like 63-3 to was the final score. Like, we really just ran up the scores every time just to show off and show what a dominant force we are. And I think this year it was there was really no emphasis on running up the score and trying to impress everybody. It was really just our chance to start getting these reps in and giving these freshmen experience and trying out this new offense that hopefully will be cleaned up by the time um, we play Big Ten teams. But I'm, like, almost curious, like, within the last, like, five years, what games we've started out with where they have been an absolute blowout, you know? I mean, like, Hawaii, my freshman year, last year we played, Western was our home opener. I can't remember what our home opener was in, tw- or our opener was in 2017, but, like, mm. I think it, it, we look a little bit more dominant against... Or at least, like, our goal against teams like that is to... Oh, yeah, it was Florida. Okay, well, that's different because we're playing a... Okay, so... But, like, that game wasn't exactly, like, the blowout that you're usually supposed to... But I guess, like, but Florida, Florida isn't technically a cupcake... At all. Ever. But, yeah. like, I guess they probably weren't that... You know, oh, I was like... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think... It's just, it's just bizarre. Because, like, uh, someone was saying on Twitter that if Michigan had gone back to how we played last year, which was the just a, a more, like, I don't know, you guys all know what Michigan's offense looked like last year a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more old-fashioned, we could have probably run up the score a lot more against a team like Middle Tennessee State. But the thing is, we can't keep that offense because we know mm-hmm. it works against cupcake teams, but it's not going to work against Wisconsin. It's not going to work against Penn State. It's not going to work against... Ohio State, of course, so it's like we have to use the opportunity now to revamp our offense so that by the time we get to those conference games and rivalry games, um, we'll know what to do. With the exception of Hawaii, I think under Jim Harbaugh, the last five years, Mm -hmm. they're not exactly like blowout wins, they're just... But would you say they're cleaner I, than than no, Saturday's win? Really? I Utah I thought was pretty sloppy, but also we were coming off a five and seven team, so I wasn't really impressed. Um, twenty sixteen was that? What team was that? That what was team? Hawaii. That was Hawaii. That was your freshman year. Yeah. Yeah. That was well. Also, we just had like a really dominant offense. Who was and our t- home opener in 2017? I know we played Florida at a neutral site. Yeah, so... The and then home was... Oh, Cincinnati. Yeah. Oh, it was 36-14. Yeah. yeah. They, they just still kind of have that, like... Michigan just seems to have this, like, MO where we build, like, offensively as the season progresses. We're never, like, one of those teams that comes out, like, with 79 points, like, right off the bat. I just... Like, it doesn't really seem, like, reflective, like, in the pattern of, like, Jim Harbaugh era of Michigan football. I mean, obviously, except for that one, like, anomaly, but... Well, I guess 2016 probably was the strongest season that Michigan's had under Harbaugh. 2017 felt shaky the entire year. It never, like, yeah. Everyone leaves, so... Yeah. So, I guess we'll just never have the season opener that teams like Maryland have. (laughs) I mean, you could be frustrating in that fact, but you, you already know that, like... We're going to grow progressively as the season goes on, and we're not Maryland, so. Yeah, that's I like mean, that's one, true. That's like Maryland's, like, one shiny moment for the whole season because they're going to go downhill as soon as Big Ten play opens. So. That's honestly <laughs> true. Like, Maryland can run up the score as much as they want in week one against whoever they were playing. Howard. Howard. Yeah, they can do that, but we know player for player, even though we weren't able to score as many points in game one as they were. Also, we played a much stronger team than they did, but, like, yeah, player for player, our ceilings are way, way higher. Exactly. Um, so it looks frustrating, but honestly, it's just still part of the pattern at this point. And I have a lot of hope for where it will go because it was kind of refreshing, even though, like, the execution wasn't always there. Like, you could tell that we have a new offense, like, in swing and, like, in motion. And it's still a baby offense in the fact that it's really, really new. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't know what it's doing yet, much like an actual baby that's true. Babies so, don't know what they're doing yet. They still we just learn. have to give it time, and I know machine fans never believe in that, and I don't know. I myself am like on this high horse, like, oh, we should wait, but like, I'm also like really impatient and frustrated as well. But that's, I just guess, like, like consider it. I am know? in the boat of Michigan fans who are never happy because it would have been really nice to see us 
Like, there was so much so much hype for our offense this year. I was like, I told Hannah this today. I was like, we should have never, like, beat Rutgers by, like, 80 million that one time. Because now we're spoiled, right? And you expect that all the time against, like, teams <laughs> that we, like, deem horrible. That's true. And we really should. The only time we, the only reason we beat Rutgers by 80 points is because there were recruits there. But, I mean, there were recruits at the game last night. Whatever. It wasn't last night. Um... So, what was your favorite moment of the game? We have a few here. <laughs> Harley's drinking her chocolate oat milk. Guys, if you ever go to Meyer, get dark chocolate oat milk. It's so good. It was my fun fact on my first day of class yesterday. We had to go around and say our most exciting moment of my sum- of your- our summers. And I said that I found dark chocolate oat milk at Meyer. And then everyone else, like, said their internships. And I was like, oh, I guess I wasn't really catching the vibe of what our exciting moment was supposed to be. I'm pretty sure that is way more exciting than doing an internship. (laughs) Okay, so our favorite moments of the game was definitely Tariq's touchdown. Yes. I know if you guys know us, we... I'm pretty sure we said right before the podcast that we talked about... Previously, we, we wanted Tariq to have a touchdown. That was like the number that one wasn't thing we called wanted. back. Yeah, and we spoke it into existence. So should we speak something else? Into yeah, existence I was just for this game against Army. DBJ is gonna get the first touchdown of this. Okay, I like that one. We'll do that. If we didn't mention that, but DPJ was out with an ankle something. He should be. He should be good for the next game though. Yeah, from he was in a boot. Yeah, on the sideline. Um, our next favorite moment of the game was. Okay, we have these in our notes. Is like Tariq's touchdown was written as T's T, and the next one Z's R. Oh, Zach's run. Zach Charbonnet's. Um, he was he was just running really well. He's the freshman when running he back. Have a f- forty plus yard one, right? Something like that. He was he was a freshman. He's a well, he is a freshman. He's a freshman running back, and we were kind of expecting him to be. At least I was expecting him to be number three on the depth chart because True Wilson played a decent amount last year, and then. Um, Christian Turner has a little bit of, of experience. Zach Charbonnet was, like, a really great recruit, so he kind of was seen as having the highest ceiling, but I didn't think he would be the starter right in week one. I actually got in an argument with some dude on my way to the stadium about that. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, I heard him say, like, yeah, Zach Charbonnet's gonna start, and I was like, who's gonna start? And I was like, he was like, no, Zach Charbonnet is starting, and I was like, okay, well, let's go watch the game. Let's go find out. And he's like, yeah, that's, like, where I'm going, and Zach Charbonnet You're did start. such a brat. Yeah, <laughs> he had a 41-yard run. Dang. Yeah, so he kind of came, like, he was, like, one of the biggest, like, most exciting things about that game, <laughs> I think, because... Oh, wait, I lied about... Having a dominant running back like pod. that is very, very good. Um, and then our third most Im- most important moment, our third favorite moment was A's eye, which is Ambry Thomas's interception, um, because that was just, I mean, that speaks for itself. And then... Our fourth favorite moment of the game was the RB's D, which is the running back depth. Um, just because... Did you say A's I? Yeah. Did you want to elaborate on that? I mean, if you describe what A's I was, then Andrew I don't Thomas's have to... interception. Yeah, then I don't have to elaborate Yeah, on that's that. pretty much what I said. I was like, it speaks for itself. It really does. Colitis yeah. who? Yes. Um... And then RB's D. I think Josh Gaddis said during fall camp that the running back is the deep our deepest position group. And Harley and I were like, no, it's not, because we have a lot of depth at like a lot of position groups. And our two running backs who played any sort of significant minutes last year are not with the team this year. So we we're like, what do you mean we have running back depth? But it turns out that all of our running backs, even like all the little babies who like we didn't think we we're gonna get a lot of time this year, are all really good. So we have True Wilson, Christian Turner, Zach Charbonnet, and then we even saw a little bit of Hassan Haskins and Ben Van Sumeran last year. So yeah, that really could be our deepest position group, which is a weird thing to have in the year that we're supposed to be emphasizing the run a lot less, but I'm not gonna complain about it. No. So speaking of which, which uh, position groups did you think performed best? Running backs, for sure. I think a lot of like the anxiety surrounding the position going into the season was something that weighed heavily on some of the Michigan fans, especially because we were all, like Hannah just said, apprehensive on... I don't know why I just referred to you in the third person. I don't know why I like, stopped to think about this, but I did. <laughs> As if Hannah's not here. Anyways. Um, I'm here. Maybe to clarify. I don't actually know. Okay, so, um, anyways. <laughs> that really threw you off your game, didn't it? It really did. I was like, stop. <laughs> okay, but 
running backs. That's what a lot of us were worried about going into the season, as we just mentioned. And I went off on a stupid tangent. Now we're back on track. Um, (laughs) It was nice to see that we weren't going to lose that much in terms of that um, being a provider for our offense. But also a lot of people like, made the point of in the postseason to bring up the fact that you can really just like plug and chug really with the running back position. Um, it doesn't really like matter all that much. But seeing like the performance of Zach Charbonnet, um, yes, him? Um, if we can just plug and chug at running back, then why can't we put Dylan McCaffrey in at running back? Because Dylan McCaffrey is a scrawny boy. <laughs> and no, if he could <laughs> take a block away, um, I think it was True Wilson did, <laughs> to provide Shea at the time to throw the ball to Tariq, <laughs> um, I think he would snap in half. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know. Sorry, I just threw you off your game again. <laughs> I don't know where I am now. Um, you were just talking about how people were saying over the summer that you can really plug anyone in at running back. Yeah, and just to see the talent that arose um, for this first game was very comforting to me. Um, that we still have like a run game that can be established. That we have a true freshman that looks already settled into the position, even though he is a freshman on campus. Um, and just to see how. Th- Everyone else just kind of contributed when they were needed to to provide those extra like blocks and just so our um, quarterbacks can have a chance to make plays. It was great. Um, I also wanted to uh, shout out Christian Turner because one of my favorite plays of the game. Um, he had one carry for eleven yards. But it looked like he wouldn't get very far, honestly. I don't think he was supposed to make it back to the line of scrimmage, but he, like, carried all of these, like, huge, like, defensive guys, like, on him for 11 yards. There was, like, four people on him, and he caught the first down, and I, like, paused and watched the (laughs) play. I don't know where it is in the game. If you can find it, send it to me, because it's one of my favorite plays, and I know it's not going to be in any of those uh, highlights of the game or whatever, but it was so, like, the tenacity and the, like, need to get the first down was just so apparent. And I think that was just reflective of the running back position of this current team, that they are ready and they're just going to give it their whole body to, like, get those gains. And it was just so apparent in that one play. Oh, it's so good. Go watch it. I don't know where it is. <laughs> it's probably somewhere in the third or fourth quarter or whenever – Christian Turner's in. Find it and send it to me. <laughs> but it's so impressive. That's also kind of characteristic of like our running back group mm. last year as well. Just because mm. it's all about those marginal yards. Like it's not necessarily about how many like yards they can get. They were just like ferocious. in the game. Yeah, it it's was how awesome. how many more yards can you get than the play was drawn up for you to yes. get? I don't know if that made sense. That but makes like, sense. if the play is drawn up for you to like you know get back to the line of scrimmage and then you get three more yards. Like, that's what matters. And that's what Karan Higdon was really good at. Like, he consistently got, like, one or two or three more yards than he should have been able to. I thought the play was dead. And yeah, exactly. And Christian was just like, no. Exactly. <laughs> took, it, took himself and, like, four other men that were, like, 250 pounds and carried them <laughs> for 11 yards. I'm imagining them all, like, clinging to yes, like, hanging on him. It was crazy. And, <laughs> and he's like... I was so impressed. <laughs> And I was like, dang, I really wish I saw that in real time. I would have thrown, like, roses at him or something. Um, what did you think about the receivers? Because I know that was a group we were really, really excited to see. Um, I think we were kind of, like, honest, like, a little disappointed that DPJ wasn't there because... A lot disappointed. Well, we love DPJ, I guess. Well, we just, like, love DPJ. So it was kind of sad that he wouldn't be there for the um, first game of the season, and we're wishing him a speedy recovery, of course. And um, we're speaking it into existence. Not yes. only are we wishing it, but we're speaking it, we're manifesting it. <laughs> um, but for a position that is so, like, crucial and to, like, honestly, the, like, swag of our team and, like, the, like, actual, like, offensive, like, they contributors, you know, they're, like, <laughs> they're the reason why our team is so cool. Like, we already know this. And, like... 
obviously, I thought Tariq was stellar, and I really hope he doesn't break any part of his body, because you could see how much he wants it, and how much he wants to be an impact player on our team, and how much he wants to give, because he had all his, he has all this last time that he's like wants to make up for, and it's very apparent, and it was contagious, honestly. Um, Nico, I thought was like pretty. I think he was a little like stepped down from like what we were all talking about him at the end of last season as one of the like guys that consistently like had one of the best like reception percentages of like everyone across the board. Um, There's just a few like missed opportunities there, and also with Ronnie Bell. But I think I think it was just first game stuff, so I don't think we'll really see that that much because you could tell that they all like both him. And Ronnie Bell were super frustrated when they had, like, missed the mark, and they're not going to let that slide again. Yeah, I agree, because I, I am hesitant to say the receiver group was disappointing today, or on Saturday, but that's not, like, they were disappointing, but that's not because they did anything wrong. It's just because they were really, really, really hyped up, whereas mm. the running back group was kind of not hyped up, and they surprised us. Yeah. The receiver group performed well. There mm-hmm. were some dropped passes that were just kind of like, ooh, but it wasn't anything concerning. It's just that, like, between, like, we had Tariq Black, or we have Tariq Black, DPJ, Nico Collins, Ronnie Bell, Cornelius Johnson caught a couple catches. Yeah, he Caught did. a couple catches. Really <laughs> put his body on the line yeah, to, like, stretch out to get that extra yard to get the first down at one play. I don't know where it was. I think it's in the second. And then we didn't see Samer still, which, like, he was really, really, really hyped up really in the was. spring. So that, that was much. weird. Um, Maybe he has, like, a foot injury or something. Yeah. That he can, like, play on because he, like, vibed in, like, He was in a little twice. bit. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe he, he's, like, he's still a freshman. Like, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah. I wouldn't, like... Yeah, he's a freshman, so I don't think it's, like, that big of a deal that he didn't play. I think it was just that, like, Charbonnet wasn't as hyped up, and he did play, so a lot. But, yeah, no, I'm still not worried about the receiver group, and I'm still excited about them. And I also just think that um, some of the passes that they were thrown were difficult to catch, too. Like, I wouldn't blame it all on the receivers. It was just kind of... Oh, our, our pass game was just a little bit sloppy. Oh, and also, Sean McEwen caught a, a touchdown pass, so that was exciting. I already am excited about how he looks as a tight end. Mm, good point. Um, Yeah, I wouldn't say the receiving was sloppy. I would just say it's it was a little bit... It wasn't, like, this perfect gem that... I don't know if other people hyped it up to be that, or I just, in my head, hyped it up to be that, but... I'm still excited. You can almost say that's the same thing with the quarterback situation. I know a lot of people are, like, back and forth on it right now because they're, like, mad at Shea for whatever reason. Um, But statistically, he did pretty solid. And and same goes for, like, Dylan in terms of, like, his run game. That was pretty impressive. Um, I think he had the third most rushing yards for the team on Saturday. Dylan McCaffrey had, like, 40-something. So, and... A touchdown. So, I I just think some of the things that Shay and Dylan did weren't entirely where we expected because we already knew like how much talent was at the position, much like the receiving group. And I think that will just be worked on over the next couple weeks. And you know, if you want to look this sloppy now, like by all means, they were trying by all means, yeah. I don't know why we're all mad when this is literally the time to do it. Like, if they did this kind of thing against, like, an actual, like, top 25 team, I'd be furious. Which, if I'm going to be mad about that, I, I don't even want to, like, go on the internet and see what Michigan that, that fans are true. thinking. If like, Harley's optimistic about this game, we're fine. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know why like- everyone's so mad. Like, this is so much better than last year in terms of, like, the first game of the season. Well, it's a very different team, but yes. Yeah, it's a, I, I it's a very different team, and it was very different stakes. And if, hypothetically, if we we're going to try out this new offense on the first game of the season against Notre Dame, like, no way. No way. But also, Notre Dame didn't look too great. Yeah, we'll get them that later. Yeah. <laughs> they also didn't look that good the first game last year, but who But cares? speaking of quarterback play... Yeah? Uh... We have two quarterbacks who are playing a lot, and that shouldn't be a surprise because Jim Harbaugh said it would happen. And sometimes together. 
Which makes a lot of people mad. <laughs> people were not happy on the internet. People were mad online about quarterbacks <laughs> being in together. Um, what did you think of it? Well, if you know Hannah and I at all. <laughs> <laughs> we were like super excited about it. Okay, like for context, just because of the like honestly, I think it's just so silly that it's like hilarious. But people are like, how would you run the risk of like injuring one woman and you have like such talent at the receiving group? But I was like, dude, this is just so funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> like literally the football guys- team's just kind of trolling. <laughs> they're trolling us and they're like trolling the other team. They're like, we're putting both our quarterbacks in because we can. And I wish you guys knew how The play how is much- a little dumb, honestly, but... Because it's, like, basically the same one if you watch it over and over again. Because it happens, like, five times. But... Yeah. It's, it's just silly. Like, I don't know why you're getting all worked up about it. It's... <laughs> and also, over the summer, I had this, like, genius idea <laughs> that, like, we should run that play, basically. It's, like... Yeah, so I literally... I literally was, like, calling everyone. I'm, like, I have this idea. Both the quarterbacks are going... <laughs> and then... We were re-watching the Wisconsin game one night, and they ran that play against they Wisconsin. Did. And everyone thought you were, like, and bananas, I, but it has already happened before. And I called my mom, and I called my dad, and I sent them all a video of it. I'm like, guys, look, this play that it I made up happened. has already happened. And they're like, wow, you're not as weird as we thought. And then here it is, and everyone's mad about it, and I'm just like, why am I calling the plays? This is so weird. How did they get me mic'd up? I don't know. We I love all quarterbacks. Into Dude, having depth at quarterback is like it's so solid. It's, it's so, so refreshing, it's so you know. Nice. And having an O line that's worried. not gonna break our quarterbacks in half. It's so nice. It's, it's so, so nice. Refreshing. Yeah, our O line. We had two, like, babies. Go in. Oh, at a tackle. At, <laughs> I was like, at quarterback. Mm, well. I guess we had Jordan one baby. Bowling, yeah. I don't know. I still consider Dylan McCaffrey a baby. So I guess <laughs> we had two babies. I thought that was your way of telling me Kay McNamara went in. And I was like, oh. oh he, I doubt he'll see a snap no. of a football. <laughs> Do you know Jim Harbaugh? All the quarterbacks are seeing a snap of the football. No. <laughs> I kind of forgot he existed. I'm just like, why can't we run a four QB set if I... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm working on it. I'll write okay, it up and I'll get it. You see, <laughs> there you go, Michigan fans. That could be what you see. And Hannah just said it, so it might happen. And now you'll have something to actually be mad about. Okay, so here's my idea, though. Oh, um, damn. Shay at quarterback, oh, Dylan yeah. at receiver. No, we'll put Joe at receiver so Dylan, Dylan can be like the fullback. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no way. Imagine, Imagine Dylan McCaffrey back- lining up. <laughs> I was an opposing defense, I'd be like, you're, you're dead. Just, you'd blow and he would fall over. You'd be like, and then <laughs> <laughs> That's not any slay on Dylan McCaffrey. We know he can take a tackle. No, that's like he could go in at running back. I mean, he loves to run the ball. So. He does. So, like, technically he... Yeah, everyone keeps telling me. That's so funny. The girl next to me at the game was, I was telling her that I wanted Dylan to go in at running back, and she's like, I think he would, like, break, and I was like, well, I'm gonna have him lift weights for 15 minutes a day so that um, he can't. And she's like, again. And nope, she was I'm gonna like, stop you right now. Wait, I just nope, need to tell I'm you what she said. right now. She said, yeah, he can only run 15, or lift weights 15 minutes a day, otherwise he might, like, break, but he can do yoga. <laughs> I'm gonna stop you right now. That's not my quote, that's the girl next to me. She, like, should be on the podcast. I didn't get her name, but she was pretty funny. <laughs> okay, so moving on. Should we mention any of our defensive players? Oh, that's true. Our secondary was really, really solid. Like, yeah, I know a lot of us were kind of, like, apprehensive about it because of the exit of some, like, firepower. Mm-hmm. But honestly, our defense is still flame. I mean... And, and I was very comforted by it when I actually sat down and watched the game. I was like, wow, our defense has the potential to, like, really vibe. It's, But then I was, like, a little nervous at, like, some parts. Well, you know? also, Middle Tennessee's quarterback was elusive. Like, he, he was a good quarterback. It's like a wiggle worm. Yeah. Um, kind of slimy. Didn't really want to touch him, but he, like, slip away. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that was a good metaphor. You're welcome. Um, LaVert Hill, Ambry Thomas, Vincent Gray, all solid at corner. And then we had Josh Metellus at safety. Like, that was, like... And Vincent Gray was, like, kind of who we were all talking about post-game. And Ambry Thomas. Oh, yeah? Ambry Thomas had himself a game. Yeah. It was so nice. The two of them. I was like, I'm very impressed. Yes. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that, like... It's, like, hard eye emoji. Our defense is still getting used to, like, filling some holes, but Mm -hmm. I'm not that concerned. Like, especially at defensive end, which was allegedly a concern of ours, having, like, Quiddy Pay, Aiden Hutchinson, and Mike Dana, like, Mm -hmm. honestly, that's nothing to be concerned about. It's just a matter of, like... We can reload. Yeah. Like, nobody else. It will take a it'll take a second, but I think we're good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do you want to go into superlatives? Yes. Okay. So our first award is the "I Want You Back" award. Um. Which goes. Can you take a guess? Yeah. Okay. We'll give okay. you. We'll give you a moment for a guess. Okay. okay. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, I hated that. Uh, that goes to Donovan Peoples Jones for obvious reasons. Yeah. And then your turn. Okay, so the next one is the Moment We Have All Been Waiting For award. Not the Mo We've All Been Waiting For. The Moment We Have All Been Waiting For. And I'm pretty sure you could guess that one, too. Like, we've been waiting for this moment for so long. And that was for Tariq Black to get a touchdown. That wasn't called back. Mm -hmm. And it happened. And it was the first one of the game. So it was, like, the best of both worlds, honestly. Mm -hmm. I was, like, looking around the student section. I was like, was that number seven? Was that number seven? Because, like, my contacts aren't great. And everyone's like, yes, that was number seven. And I was like, oh. And I was somewhere in, like, the far distant corner I was shrieking, Terry! And Harley and I could Dary! kind of sense each other. Like, we weren't together for that touchdown, but, like, I felt your presence. Oh, I, like, didn't stop yelling his name for probably, like, five minutes. I could probably hear you across the stadium. You probably could, honestly. <laughs> I am very loud. Yes. <laughs> okay, so who won Franz of the Week this week? To our very own Franz. Good, good. He deserves that one. <laughs> Okay, so for the next couple of awards, um, Harley and I secretly... Oh, yeah. We secretly, oh, wait, secretly. I, like, yeeted my phone across the room. Do you still remember? No. I'm gonna go get my phone, because I wrote right. my... You explain it. Okay, so we have a superlative for defensive player, offensive player, special teams, and coach, just because I thought it was silly and funny. Um, and... Oh, we have one for Vibe the Vibes. Oh, well, we just didn't fill that out. Oh, wait. No, no, we were like, we gotta pick the one that we thought vibes. Oh, the vibes. I did actually pick one, yes. Alright, I'm gonna pick one that vibes the vibes. Vibe the vibes. <laughs> okay. Um, so basically we each picked one because yeah. we just wanted to see if we had the same answers. Alright, so for Defensive Player of the Week, who did you have? I tried to go, you, actually, I'm not gonna explain, go ahead. I picked Vincent Gray. That's what I thought you would pick. Uh, but then, also, there's... I think it's in the third quarter. Josh Ross has this tackle where he just like lays this dude out, and it's just so powerful the way he like goes at him. I was, I watched that play like four times. <laughs> she did. I was with her. Yeah. Oh, ooh! I just so shout out to Josh Ross. That was one of my favorite defensive plays of the game. My favorite defensive player of the week. Gray. <laughs> yeah. He. Yeah. Um, my defensive player of the week was, um, Josh Ross, because filling in, yeah, well, I didn't look at yours, is that what you're insinuating? No, because that was the play I just described. No, I know. I was listening. (laughs) I I know. Mine was Josh Ross overall, though, not just that one play, just because he didn't, I don't know, I was also trying to pick someone different than who I thought you would pick, like, I think, Ambry, yeah, um, but, no, I think Josh Ross is filling in the shoes of Devin Bush, which are probably the hardest shoes to fill in mm-hmm. out of this whole team. And, I mean, against Middle Tennessee State, I'm going to say we we didn't really miss Devin Bush. And that is really cool. Maybe just, like, a little bit. Maybe, I mean... He missed us. I saw his tweet. He was like, <laughs> NCAA, let me back. And I was like, yeah, let him back. <laughs> yeah. I would be sad. Okay. So, for offensive player... Uh-huh. I picked Zach Charbonnet, but you already guessed that mm-hmm. early. And then, um, as I mentioned before, Christian Turner, that one play where he ran for 11 yards, iconic. Best. So he gets the shout-out for me as well. I really loved it. So I only picked one offensive player of the week, and I'm giving that to... One's just- the, like, overall, and one's the, like, play that yeah. is, like, ingrained into my brain now. But I just picked one. Yeah. Overall. Yeah. So I no picked um, Shay Patterson. B- 
because Ooh. I just don't think he's getting enough credit. Like, a lot of people are really upset with him. Which, Honestly, go look at his stats. They're not something to, like, be sad about. Yeah, I just think, I mean, obviously he got kind of hurt, like, partway through the game, and there were a mm-hmm. few moments where I was like, is his arm working? Because he just, <clears throat> like, his passes, like, were going elsewhere. But, um, no, I just think we don't appreciate enough that after a lot of shaky years at quarterback and, and not really having a leader of the team, Shea is consistent and he's, like, he's reliable. And he's a good quarterback. Like, we literally... He had zero interceptions, three touchdowns, he had 203 yards. Yeah, that's... Threw at 58%. Like, it's not bad. And that's a whole... Oh, like, in a game where they're just trying literally every single play they have just to kind of, like, see what's working. So, like, he did so many different things, and some of them worked and some of them didn't, but, like, mm-hmm. we have we have a good starting quarterback. We also have a good starting quarterback slash receiver in Dylan McCaffrey. Like, yeah. we, just, we have quarterback depth. That's cool. We need to get behind Jay Patterson because we wanted him so much after all the, like, tr- strife of 2017. Yes! So we need to hype this dude up. Should we start a Jay Patterson fan club? Yeah. I'm in the shape at What do we want to, what are we going to do? Are we going to have wristbands? SP, SPFC. Sounds <laughs> like shape You want wristbands? football club. Yeah. yeah I kind of do. Wait, remember the John Teske fan club? Yeah, but I want a wristband, not a shirt with John Teske's face on it. Yeah. Well, what if we had a shirt with John Teske's face on it, but it was for the shape Patterson? <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe people think we're stupid, so let's not do that. Also, like, I couldn't recognize Shea Patterson walking on No, the me neither. Conversation for another. And it's not for lack of knowing what he looks like. It's just that he's kind of indistinguishable. <laughs> <laughs> We're meant to be building him up, not tearing him no, down. No, I mean that in a nice way. I didn't, like, if he was ugly, I wouldn't be able to recognize him. <laughs> I'm weak. <laughs> okay, so who's your special teams player of the week? Will Hart. Mine too. I thought you were going to choose Jake Moody, so I chose Will Hart. I'm switching mine. No. Okay, so I wrote Will Hart as overall because, of course. Um, but then I sh- gave a shout-out to Jake Moody mm-hmm. because he got the start. Mm-hmm. He came in on her for a field goal unit, and he vibed it. But then for another ex- like for an extra point later in the game... Well, also, Jake Moody was in for our first extra point, and then for another extra point, Quinn Nardine went in, and I was like, why is he in? And everyone's like, he's the kicker. And I was like, oh, um, I'm not that stupid. <laughs> 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 not in terms of, like, <laughs> Jake Moody is the kicker. I was like, no, I know he's a kicker. Like, that wasn't what I was asking. <laughs> I would have been right there with you. I would have been like, you shut your mouth. <laughs> We're a Jake Moody fan club. We're really JMFC. <laughs> JMFC AF. Instead of like, we'll give Shay the like wristband, but we'll give like Jake Moody like a lanyard. Or something. I thought you were going to say like a bodysuit. <laughs> bodysuit. <laughs> Imagine us rolling <laughs> With a bodysuit. <laughs> what is that even like? Would it be like just like a Jake Moody um, uniform, but like it's a full bodysuit, and then you pull up the, the hood over the face, and it's Jake Moody's face? <laughs> oh, that'd be horrifying. I don't think you would like that. I don't think listen to the statement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, throw those two out. They're weird. Everyone would be like, oh, I like your Shea Patterson um, jersey, and I'd pull up the face, <laughs> and I'd be like, does this look like Shea Patterson's they'd face? Probably and they'd be like, like yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Who got the vibe? The vibes. Of, or do you want to do coach of the week first? Josh Gaddis. I love seeing the spice and flavor of a new offense, even though it's like a little messy. But that comes with a new recipe. You don't know how stuff works yet, and you're just throwing things in, hoping it all tastes good at the end. And in reality, it did. And then shout out to Jawan Howard for going to the game. Oh, that's a good coach of the week. So I was gonna give myself and for handing out donuts today. Yeah, on the diet, which is like what you do when you like, like want to get people to go to your like improv show or something. But <laughs> I guess it's like his basketball games. Um. So coach of the game, I was gonna give to myself um, <laughs> okay. because I called. I guess I called that play with the play that everybody hated with the two quarterbacks. But um, you really did quite yeah, bad. I I did, but I'm gonna give the coach of the game to Harbaugh. 
comma, J. I'm giving it to J Harbaugh because I just Googled it, and I think I already knew this. I definitely already knew this, but J Harbaugh's the running backs coach, and, like, way to work with those guys. Flame. That's a good point. Um. Vibe the Vibes? Vibe the Vibes. Who got the Vibe the Vibes award for you? Zach Charbonnet. Oh. Amen. Yeah. I'm a running back stan after game one. <laughs> Yeah, which is like right, kind of not what we wanted out of my notes. Um, I gave the vibe the vibes award to Ambry Thomas because for those of you who don't know, he was battling colitis. He wasn't supposed to be able to play. I don't think at all this season, let alone like game one. And yeah, well, that's a lot of weight. So yeah, we weren't expecting him back so soon. And it was, was his like, I'm back. personal goal, I think, to be able to play in game one, or maybe it was to play at all. I don't really know, but it's a really cool story, and he's like, he wants to win obviously, because he worked so hard to be here. So, like, Ambry Thomas, yeah, shout out to you. Also, remember when, didn't Ambry Thomas get, like, a really cool field goal against Notre, not a field goal, yeah, a, a really cool oh, touchdown. Lord, oh my. He's the kicker, Hannah. Um, didn't Ambry Thomas get, like, some sort of, like, was it a pick six? Mm. What game are you referencing? Notre Dame last year. Like, he was the one, like, oh, shining star that. that came out of that game. I blocked that out of my brain. I don't know, I don't know anything that happens about. in that game. I blocked it. Um. It does not compute. And then I'm going to give one more MVP to my dear friend and podcast co-host, Harley Johnson, because <laughs> I don't know how she made it to the stadium, but she did. And, like, I was, like, like, yeah. Yeah, she made it to the stadium. She really did, and I went through... Like, not the student entrance with my student ticket, and I thought they were going to turn me away and make me walk all the way around. Which they've made us do before. Yeah, and I was like, I remember walking up and being really mad that they were going to make me walk around, and I was like, I'll just try it. I'll give them my ticket. And they scanned it, and I walked in. (laughs) It's like, sweet. Wait. But I also don't know if... That's, like, chill if we can just go in through any other entrance. I don't know if it's, like, a rule that's enforced that we have to go in through the student entrance. At basketball games, it definitely is, but I that's because it's Maze Rage. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know for football if it is. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Because the last few games I've gone to were basketball, and I was like, they're not going to make me, they're not going to let me go through. And they were like, boop, enjoy the game. I was like, sweet. <laughs> So, we have another football game next week, and we're just going to, like, really quickly go over it. You mean, like, in a few days, honestly. It's that time of year where the turnaround is, like, six days, and you're back. Except for the bye week. So, football season. Yes, that's (laughs) what I'm saying. It's that time of year, everybody. Yeah, so, Michigan. No days off. Is a 23-point favorite, which they did not cover the spread against Middle Tennessee, but I don't think that their goal is really to cover the spread. Um, And... Supposed to win, in whatever means possible. I think it was t- to win, um, and then if necessary, by whatever means possible, but if possible, to win and also, like, learn new things about the team. Aww. Yeah. Um, but Army is, like, kind of a, like, Army is strong in terms of, like, teams that we should beat, if that makes sense. Like, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not a conference game. It is a game that we really should win, but it's also a game where it's kind of, like, like, in terms of big upsets for the season, that's kind of one where people are like, that could be a big upset. Like, that, like Army could come away with a win there. Um, I don't think they will, but also, like, not. Army has a pretty impressive offense. Mm-hmm. That's and what everyone's been nervous about for the past, I don't know, probably since they announced that we're playing Army, honestly. Yeah, I mean, they uh, went into overtime against Oklahoma last year. Yeah, exactly. And my brother has mentioned multiple times... Well, he texted me multiple times, you're playing Army. Yeah, so. so. <laughs> we all know how that works. Um, But honestly, like, our biggest concern is probably our interior defensive line, but Donovan Jeter and Michael Dwumfor will be back next game. They were out with injuries last week. So, like, in terms of, like, concerns that we had, um, we don't have, <laughs> like, it's just, we don't have much to worry about in particular. Like, there aren't that many things we can point to, like, oh, this is, like, a weak position group, or, like, we really need to clean this up. It's just a matter of, like, hopefully some, like, fluke of the system doesn't happen, and, like, hopefully we just play as a Michigan team. Hopefully it's not, like, stress-inducing, like, Northwestern last year, where you should come away with the win, but it's kind of sloppy. 
and blah blah you win by three. And they kind of remind me of Northwestern for some reason. Mm, that doesn't give you bad vibes like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I feel like it has the potential to be like that game, but hopefully it's not. I'm going to speak <sighs> it into existence that it's not. Um, But yeah, our defense is... I'm pretty sure, like, the big story, like, on this game is that the defense has been preparing for this for, like, weeks now at this point. Um, Or at least Don Brown has been thinking about it for probably around a month or so. Um, Just how to deal with their very unique um, offensive structure. So, I have no doubt in my mind that it'll probably be weird because it's only game two, but also... You're coming away with the dub, so that's my tea. What would you most like to see next week against Army? Um, the defense, because that's basically all we've been like talking about. Um, I would say we've been talking a lot about the offense. I'm just oh, in terms right. of like people in general, like talking about the Army game. They're oh, talking yeah, yeah. about how the defense is gonna um, spar with um, Army's offense, and I. I think that's what I'm most looking forward to this weekend is seeing how they can account and adjust and um, just really improve on their import- their performance from uh, last Saturday, um, which I'm pretty sure, like, yeah, we'll yeah. get into it later. I just want to see, like, it, like, last week, but up a few notches, just, like, cleaner, less of the weird stuff. Everything they were trying to do, but just do it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, don't do as many things. Just do, like, some fewer things and just be a little bit better at them. Um, yeah, just, <laughs> like, like just, just be a little better. Like, you don't need to be a lot better. Just, like, a little bit cleaner and, like, a little bit better. So then on the flip side, what are we most concerned about for this weekend? Um, oh, do, you, do you have anything you want to say? Uh, yeah. Well, I was, like, going to pose a question. Like, want me to answer my own question? <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah. Or, okay. well, did you still want to, like, we also want to see better ball protection. Yeah. Is that what you were concerned about? I don't know if you were trying to feed me that. Uh, no. Okay. Well, I guess I'm a little bit concerned. But in terms of, um, the, uh, my, what did I just say? The, <laughs> oh, what I want to see next week, um, the defense performance and I also like they're kind of like my biggest concern just in terms of um when they were uh, oh what was I saying yeah when they were on the short field like basically on middle uh when middle Tennessee was like deep on our zone our defense kind of like slagged off and that's how Middle Tennessee was able to score all 21 of their points is when we were on the short field. Um, But on the flip side of that, when we had Middle Tennessee pinned deep, our defense, like, rocked. And I just want that um, mismatch to kind of, like, level out a little bit so, like, their performance is solid on both ends of the field because the the stoppages, like, where the the opposing team can score are, like, huge. And not seeing that consistently last weekend was a little bit concerning for me. Um, But also that just came off of the fluke of, like, mistakes from us on just in terms of special teams and offense. So I can't really, like, say it's entirely on the defensive part, but once they're called into action like that, I think they should really... um, perform just a little bit better I agree yeah hopefully we'll win honestly I see both of these games like middle Tennessee and army because after that we have a bye week and then we play Wisconsin both of those as much as I like would love to see us dominate in those like so-called easier games it is nice that like we're just kind of getting a handle on things and trying things and seeing what works so if they need to like get these like sloppy like you know fumbled handoffs out of their system be our guest and like then I said, do it now yeah do it now they're trying Not to against things. these ranked opponents like mm-hmm. in the yep. high stakes like we're playing for i don't even know i don't want to say anything to jinx it or no. make myself sad with putting too much expectation on this team um we just like to have fun and watch football we really do 
And rewatch football. And re re rewatch football. Yeah. Sorry, I was, I told myself I was gonna eat Chex Mix while we recorded, I and then like, I just couldn't hold it. Back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was like, yeah, yeah, I can hear hand munching and crunching. Um. um whoa. Hopefully, it all goes well. That ends well on this. I will see you next week, Harley. Okay. <laughs> next week. I'll see you. Are we not going to see each other before? No, I just meant like in terms of recording the podcast. Oh. I'll see you guys next week. That's all you yeah, listeners. Like, why me? <laughs> um, but honestly, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Well, not Facebook. Like, follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Views from Pod. Follow us, Hannah, me on Instagram and Twitter at Hannah Harshi, but on Instagram it's Hannah.Harshi. You can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter, both at Harley underscore Johnson S. Um, yes. Bye. Go blue. Yeah.